guys, it's Fiona here from IELTS with Fiona and Members Academy. Today I'm responding to a request from somebody on my YouTube channel who's asked me to do some multiple choice listening. So I found a good one from book 13 and it's a section 3. Remember multiple choice in the listening always has three choices whereas in the reading it has four. So that makes it slightly easier and it tends to be in section three rather than section four in the listening. So I don't think multiple choice is too difficult. This one is all about using natural dyes to colour fabrics. So remember, it's the one where there's a student usually talking to their tutor and asking for advice. And there are lots of signals. I've done a whole YouTube uh, video about this where you can really listen for where the answer is coming. I'll be going through that in this one. And also, you know how I always say, that the same topics come up again and again. Well, this one actually talks about one we did before, the colour purple. It's on my website. I'll put the link. It's all about um, how the colour purple was discovered or invented by Henry William Perkins. And I think it's a listening or is it a reading? Anyway, I'll check. I'll get back to you. But it's definitely recycled here. And my theory about knowing all the IELTS topics, how it will help you, you can see it will really help us here at the end of the listening. So the listening is divided into four questions, which are multiple choice. And then the second half is uh, matching the names of the natural dyes with the problems. So there are about eight problems and six dyes. So two are not used. We'll come back to that later. So let's start. The question 21 is this. What first inspired Jim to choose this project? Three choices. A. Textiles displayed in an exhibition. B. A book about a botanic garden. Or C. Carpets he saw on holiday. I'm going to read this for you so you can get some practice and decide did he choose the project because of an exhibition, a book or carpets he saw on holiday. So the tutor starts, OK, Jim, you wanted to see me about your textile design project. Jim, that's right. I've been looking at how a range of natural dyes can be used to colour fabrics like cotton and wool. Tutor, why did you choose that topic? So there is always a background, a lead in to warm you up and get used to the voices. And then you get this very direct question, which tells you that the answer is coming next. Jim says, well, I got a lot of useful ideas from the museum, you know, at that exhibition of textiles. But... I've always been interested in anything to do with colour. Years ago, I went to a carpet shop with my parents when we were on holiday in Turkey. 
And I remember all the amazing colours. The tutor says they might not all have been natural dyes. Jim, maybe not. But for the project, I decided to follow it up. And I found a great book about a botanic garden in California that specialises in plants used for dyes. Tutor, okay. So in your project, you had to include a practical investigation. That, when she says practical investigation, tells you she's moved on to question 22, which is in the question. So we need to stop and think about that question. Where or what first inspired him to choose this project? He mentions all three things. He says he got a lot of useful ideas from the museum, the exhibition of textiles. That's where he got some ideas. But this huge But I've always been interested in anything to do with colour. Years ago, I went to a carpet shop with my parents. And then he says he followed it up with the book about a botanic garden in California. So the inspiration for the project came from where? Well, it's the holiday he had. That was the inspiration. Then he got ideas from the museum and he looked at the book Um, about the garden but the actual inspiration came from the carpet shop. Question 22. Jim eventually decided to do a practical investigation which involved a using a range of dyes with different fibres, b applying different dyes to one type of fibre, or C, testing one dye and a range of fibres. So you have to decide, did he use a range of dyes and fibres or different dyes with just one fibre and fibres like a material like cotton or one dye and a range of fibres. This is what he says. Um... At first, I couldn't decide on my variables. I was going to just look at one type of fibre, for example, like cotton, and see how different types of dyes affected it. Yes. Then I decided to include others as well. So I looked at cotton and wool and nylon. With just one type of dye? Various types, including some that weren't natural for comparison. Okay, so if you're studying at university and doing any kind of test, you need some variables, is what he says. You need to try different things. And what you notice here. He says he included other types of fibres. So he mentions cotton and wool and nylon. So we know he used lots of different fibres. And then she asks with just one type of dye. And he says no, various types. So he used various dyes with various fibres. So the answer is A, a range of dyes with different fibres. 
Question 23. When doing his experiments, Jim was surprised by... What was he surprised by? A. How much natural material was needed to make the dye? B. The fact that dyes were widely available on the internet or see the time that he had to leave the fabric in the dye. So you're you're looking for what surprised him and it's either how much of the natural material he needed to make the dye or the fact dyes were widely available or the time he had to leave the fabric. This is what he says. Uh, the tutor says... Um, okay, that tells you that it's moving on. And Jim says, so I did the experiments last week. I used some ready-made natural dyes. I found a website which supplied them. They came in just a few days, but I also made some of my own. The tutor says that must have taken quite a bit of time. Jim says, yes, I had thought it would just be a matter of a teaspoon or so of dye. And actually, that wasn't the case at all. Like I was using one vegetable, beetroot, for a red dye. And I had to chop up a whole pile of it. So it all took longer than I'd expected Now, you can see the trick. It took longer than I'd expected. So you might think, ah, the time he had to leave the fabric in the dye. But actually, what took time was that he had to chop up a whole pile of beetroot. He had thought that he would need only a small amount, just a teaspoon. But actually, he needed a lot. So... The answer is A, how much natural material was needed to make the dye. And then B, the mention of the internet is just a mention. He wasn't surprised by that. Question 24, so the last multiple choice question. What problem did Jim have with using tartrazine as a fabric dye? A, it caused a slight allergic reaction. B, it was not a permanent dye on cotton. Or C, it was ineffective when used on nylon. So the tutor says, um, one possibility is to use food colourings. Jim says, I did use one. That was a yellow dye, an artificial one. Tutor says tartrazine. So here's your introduction. This is your signal. Yeah, I used it on cotton first. It came out a great colour. But when I rinsed the material, the colour just washed away. I'd been going to try it out on nylon, but I abandoned that idea. Were you worried about health issues? Well, I'd thought if it's illegal food colouring, it must be safe. It can occasionally cause allergic reactions, I believe. Okay, so all three mentioned again. Did it cause a slight allergic reaction? 
Question A, statement A, no. He's heard that it might cause an allergic reaction. So what is the answer? You're looking for a problem. And remember, you can hear the signal in the voice, the tone of voice. He says it came out a great colour on cotton, but when I rinsed the material, the colour just washed away. So the answer, it was not a permanent dye on cotton. What about the last C? It was ineffective on nylon. Well, he didn't even try it on nylon because it was so useless on cotton. He says, I had been going to try it out. Difficult, complex grammar. I'd been going to try it out on nylon. You can hear the trick. Um, because it's past perfect continuous means he was planning to do it, but he didn't. So that is the trick. And that's it for the multiple choice. It now moves on to the second half where you're matching the different natural dyes with the problems. Let me read the problems out. There are eight. A, it is expensive. B, the colour is too strong. C, the colour is not long lasting. We've just had that mentioned. D, it is very poisonous. E, it can damage the fabric. F, the colour may be unexpected. G, it is unsuitable for some fabrics. And H, it is not generally available. Now remember the natural dyes will go in order as you hear them in the text. So for each dye that he mentions, you will have to quickly choose a problem. And the first dye he mentions is turmeric. The tutor says, so what natural dyes did you look at? Jim says, well, one was turmeric. The colour's great. It's a really strong yellow. It's generally used in dishes like curry. The tutor says, it's meant to be quite good for your health when eaten, but you might find it's not permanent when it's used as a dye. A few washes and it's gone. So we had that but again. It's not permanent. A few washes and it's gone. So the answer is the colour is not long lasting. Synonym for permanent, long lasting and it's not long lasting. 26 is beetroot. So he says, right, I used beetroot as a dye for wool. When I chop up beetroot to eat, I always end up with bright red hands. But the wool ended up just a sort of watery cream shade. Disappointing. So again, the beetroot hasn't really been very effective. It hasn't brought out a nice colour. He expected it to be red because of his hands, but the answer is F. The colour may be unexpected. It was a cream shade, not the bright red that he expected from his hands. So the tutor introduces the next dye, number 27. She says, there's a natural dye called Tyrian purple. Have you heard of that? Now, this is the reading or listening. Um, no, it's definitely a reading about purple, the colour purple. And 
We know about this from the reading. Jim says, yes, it comes from a shellfish and it was worn in ancient times, but only by important people as it was so rare. I didn't use it. The tutor says it fell out of use centuries ago. The one researcher managed to get hold of some recently. But that shade of purple can be produced by chemical dyes nowadays. So what was the problem? It was rare. He didn't use it. It fell out of use centuries ago. And the answer then is H. It is not generally available. The the reading I mentioned is all about that. It's all about how it was difficult to get. So William Henry Perkins developed this chemical version of purple and that's what we get here. The tutor says then, did you use any black dyes? That question introduces the next in the list, 28, and he says logwood, that's 28. He says that was quite complicated. I had to prepare the fabric so the dye would take. The tutor says, I hope you were careful to wear gloves. And Jim says, yes, I know the danger with that dye. The tutor says, good, it can be extremely dangerous if it is ingested. So you've heard the word danger and dangerous twice, had to wear gloves. So the answer, the problem is it is very poisonous. How do you know it's poisonous? Well, it's dangerous if it is ingested, meaning if you drink it or eat it. So you have to assume that it's poisonous. The next one, I don't know how to pronounce, cochineal, I think, is 29. And she says, now, presumably you had a look at an insect based dye, like cochineal, for example. Jim says, yes, I didn't actually make that. I didn't have time to start crushing up insects to get the red colour. And anyway, they're not available here, but I managed to get the dye quite easily from a website. But it cost a fortune. I can see why it's generally just used in cooking and in small quantities. So that's the answer, the negative, but it cost a fortune. That lovely expression, it cost a lot of money. And that is the answer. It is expensive. Finally, um, the tutor says, um, yes, it's very effective, but that's precisely why it's not used as a dye. Jim says, I also read about using metal oxide. Apparently, you can allow iron to rust while it's in contact with the fabric and that colours it. The tutor says, yes, that works well for dyeing cotton, but you have to be careful as the metal can actually affect the fabric. And so you can't expect to get a lot of wear out of fabrics treated in this way. That's it. And that is E. It can damage the fabric. That is it. That is section three from book 13 and it's test three. 
So I hope that's helped you a little bit with the multiple choice. I can do another one next week if you want to. Remember, I'm still adding lessons to my A to Z of IELTS on YouTube. Uh, please do go and check them out and there's a lot more to come. I think I'm just about to move on to D at the moment. I finished C, um, although I'd still like to do one on conclusions and complexity, but more or less there. Um, right. OK, thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye bye.